Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, y'all? If you haven't heard about it yet, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and I'm going to tell y'all why. First of all, it's free. Secondly, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute it for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else people listen to podcasts at. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make your podcast in one place. So all you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. All of this is free. It's fun, easy. I'm doing it. So um, like I said, just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Keep it real. What's up, y'all? This is Two Real Four Radio. I am Paris Digital, your host. Welcome. If you are a new listener and if you are returning, welcome back. Y'all already know what time it is. So, I know I told y'all the last time that um I was starting to put the show on YouTube. However, um I'm going to have to find another way to put it on YouTube because I recently told that uh, DistroKid does not upload podcasts. After they upload three of my episodes and decided to not upload another one. Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, besides the issues with YouTube, um, I encourage y'all to subscribe if you are a new listener. If you are a returning listener, keep following. Thank you for being here this long. Thank you for putting up with me this long. And I do have a guest in here with me today. I know I said I was going to try to get more guests, so I got another guest. I have a friend of mine here, Omega. Omega, go ahead and say what's up to everybody. What's up, everybody? So, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, One topic that's really hot right now is uh, this Shikari girl running. Um, There's, I mean, there's not so much to say about it because, you know, she's all, we've already, we already know the story. We already know what's going on, how... You know, she smoked her weed, she took off for a month, came back, went in this race and finished dead last. Um, I personally think it's probably because she wasn't training the whole time she was off. And, you know, um, she, she was talking her shit. Nothing wrong with that, talk your shit. But, you know, I think maybe her not going on to the 200, um, whatever they call it, the, the 200, 200 is the 200 is 200 meter 200 meter okay i wasn't sure if it was 200 miles 200 okay 200 <laughs> meter the 200 meter race um i guess you know it was she was probably embarrassed because all the shit she was talking that's just my opinion you know and it's like we don't want to we don't want to say anything wrong or um 
I've, I've noticed a lot of people are, she's taking accountability for everything she's done, but I noticed a lot of people are not trying to hold her accountable because number one, people like to be mad. We look for reasons to be mad. So the first thing we pull out, we do is go, oh, it's because she's black. And so we could be all be mad, but she know what she did. She hold herself accountable. We could hold her accountable too. It's okay. And you know, we kind of need to let go of this do it for us all mentality that we have on these athletes who go out to these competitions and stuff like you know yes it's good to see a black woman out there doing something she's from america but she ain't doing it for all of us she said she's doing it for her family you know they win that money and then what smoking weed when I was 14 so for me it was great I mean regional champion junior Olympics right it didn't bother me so when it when this came out that she smoked weed it was like okay so what I think it was I think it was kind of negligent for her to smoke weed before she took a drug test now that part it I can agree with yeah because that's low-key like like I got I was in that situation so I feel that it's like you know you taking a drug test yeah I understand, you know, her mother passed and everything, but you couldn't wait one day. Just go take that drug test real quick. Yeah, Come, yeah. then go to that, that lunch. I ain't yeah. gonna lie to you. Every time I let her run still, like, she, she know what she did. Yeah, she, she, the consequences, you know, that was needed took place. Yeah, she was okay. Um, and she was okay with it. Everybody was, else was not okay with she it. Knew, yeah, she knew, yeah. like, all right, yeah, I smoked. You know, my bad. <laughs> and honestly, that might not be the first time that, you know, she got caught up with that. Because if she's been running like that, maybe in high school, maybe she got caught with weed or something. Right. And so she just seemed like, to me, the vibe I got from it was she was familiar and prepared. Right. She knew what to say. We we just weren't prepared. Yeah. <laughs> was, and then it's like, like I said, everybody held these big expectations for her, you know? Yeah. But and then they want to bring out Michael Phelps and everybody else talking about what well, when they did steroids. Hey, but that's how I felt about that. No, Michael yeah. Phelps smoked weed too. So that's how I felt about it. I was like, well, dang, Michael still got to swim. You yeah, know, like yeah. wh- what's the problem? Maybe he waited till after the drug test to hit that one. <laughs> but how did they find out? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just she she could have waited yeah she could have waited just, I, and she, it's like and I, I I see where her pain was coming from because she didn't find out from her family her mother died she found out from a reporter right you know yeah I mean yeah and for somebody who smoked weed you like listen I got to roll up yeah. right? I can't I gotta roll up to that so I mean she, I, I get it yeah. but still that was a, one of the biggest situations of your life yep and you messed that up she could have waited so yeah, um, well the main topic we're going to get into today is um, setting boundaries as black women. Because um, 
Yeah, you know, it's it's one thing I noticed is, I don't know, but for me, it seems like a lot of people expect me to be passive and take the back seat when I'm not. And then it's like, in certain situations, I'm wrong for saying something because I didn't want to just tolerate disrespect or tolerate what I found to be disrespectful, you know? And I feel like when in, in that type of manner, you're teaching people how to respect you, you know, and it's, it's, where am I going with this? So it's pretty, it's pretty much, you know, anybody could tell you, oh, well, you got to say something, you got to, you know, you ain't got to take this or take that, but I feel like it's different because nobody else is labeled as angry and bitter when they do say something. What's your sign? Taurus. Oh, all right, I'm a cancer, so... We're both emotional. I get that, and and I and I agree with you as far as people thinking like you basically just supposed to let shit slide. Like my mama and my grandma, I'll tell you straight up, I don't let nothing slide, <laughs> not even with them. Yeah. Nah, but I'm gonna give you an example when it comes to boundaries. Um. Be, all right, so for me, it's like because black women don't set certain boundaries we have situations like what happened to me yesterday. Um, Like my son had football practice. He went to go ask one of the coordinators about his new helmet he was supposed to get. You know what I'm saying? The girl told my son, go get your mama and tell her to come here because shit about to get real ignorant. For what? Exactly. He's supposed to get a helmet. Exactly. So, So why? Me being me, I walked over there calmly and I asked her first, um, did you tell my kids, because my, it was my, my son and my daughter, I'm like, did you tell my kids, you know, to come get me because shit about to get real ignorant? She was like, yeah, because I already told the uh, the parents and the other players when the helmets come in and their size, they'll get it, this, that, and that. I don't give a fuck about the helmet. My problem is the fact that you disrespected my kids. Right. And the fact that you felt comfortable disrespecting my kids. And, yeah, and the fact that she set that tone to, she was ready to start something. Yeah, and I told her, I said, I don't know what you got going on. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? You might yeah. feel some type of way about whatever you got going on, but you're not going to disrespect my kids. And then now you start disrespecting me. Right. Me as a black woman, you done broke boundaries. What's up? Come to the middle of the field. That's how I felt. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, that's what it was, and that's what it led to. Because it was like, you're okay with a boundary that you cross with children right. being ignorant. And I, I didn't like that. And I, I noticed a lot, like, because um, I, I, used, I, I used to work with kids. I noticed a lot of times, and even being a child, you know, in different programs and stuff, I noticed that when you have black staff members, they do tend to treat the black children a little, they, they're a little more, it's, it's a comfort thing. Right. So they, they say things differently, you know, because she, if she wouldn't have said that to a white child. Nah, first of all, she of wouldn't have let nobody say that to her child. That too. Yeah, <laughs> and I told the coach that straight up, like, listen, nah, I don't play like that. I don't play like that. I don't care about the the helmet, right? Because he had a different color helmet from everybody else. My son gonna play regardless. I'm approaching you about your ignorance to my child. She didn't have to say that. Nah, she didn't. She didn't. That was out of line. So there we go. No boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, prime you gotta, example. Yeah, you gotta set that tone. Like another thing, like, um. I kind of had to, I think, for me, my boundaries mainly come into place. Like, I have no problem 
I don't know. For me, sometimes I feel like I walk in and I, I demand respect. Right. But I notice with my family, that's mainly where I have to start setting boundaries, mainly with them, because I think, I think like, um, I, I notice it's a generational thing. Like I notice my grandmother says whatever she wants and does whatever mm-hmm. she wants with my mother. And my because mother tries she's to do grandma. It. Right. And because that's wrong. Right. And yeah. with me expecting my first child, like I'm trying to set these boundaries with my mom. Like, well, this is what I want to do. This stuff. This is what I want to do. And everything's well. I'm the grandmother. I'm mm-hmm. the grandmother. Okay, you're the grandmother, but I am the mother of this child. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's and that it's it's that combined with her wanting these shoulda woulda cutters she couldn't do twenty something years ago, I get that. Or I didn't raise you like that and all of that. But yeah, yeah but it's like I, you know, we we go through life and have our own experiences. I'm not gonna and the way my mother is is, she does things because that's what her mother did or that's because her parents did. When she makes decisions, she goes, well, let me see what decision my parents made. Mm-hmm. I don't do that, cause because. Because you did it is not a good enough reason for me, you know? So it's like when I do something completely left field compared to what she does, I'm wrong. Or I'm crazy. Or, That's when you do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. I do it anyway. <laughs> That's when you do it anyway. You know? And it's like at the to, end of the day, you gotta like you have to live your life. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can't live their life for them. Exactly. And it's or like, you can't like you can't feel like you're living your life in their shadow. That's how I am with a lot of stuff. Like, in general, it's more like, I don't do things because it's expected or because it's tradition. Because I feel like certain things just, I'm not satisfied with it. I'm doing it because this is what everybody else wants. Yeah, no, we can't do that no more. Nah. We can't, we gotta change that up. Exactly, that's why I'm like, I'm just doing it 26. Yeah, we gotta, I'm 33, so... I learned that. You see? Yeah, I, I'm learning that too. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm tired of being, you know, a, it, it caused a lot of depression for me. Because it's like, I realized I was doing stuff and I wasn't happy with all, with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So. And then yeah. that's when you got to go within yourself and figure out like, all right, so like what what's, what is making me unhappy and how can I change that situation? Right. And then you have to say, okay, this is, I'm going to do this. Not just sit and think about it like, dang, it could be better if... Nah, you gotta do that shit. And then you have those moments where you're like, I don't have to do that. Right. That's and that's the thing. I don't have to be over there. Yeah, like, I can't do what I want to do. It's, and that's where I'm at with, like, working as well. Like, you know, I, um, I've had about three different jobs this year. Mm-mm. Two or three. Well, you know, I started my own business, yeah. like, three, almost four years ago. Right. I literally, and I just was telling somebody this the other day, because she do hair, too. And I like I literally remember coming home one day, and told uh, my husband, "I'm not going back to work like no more. I'm not working for nobody else because for one, my bills cost this amount, but you telling me I gotta work this amount of hours and I can only make this amount of money. Right. And then if I leave because I gotta go do this or I can't come to work because I gotta do that, you gonna fire me. So right. I'm nothing but a body. You feel me? Yeah. I was done with that. And then when I filed taxes and I filed with like five or six W-2s, that was the wrap. I was yeah, like, yo, a job yeah, is not yeah. for me. That's a job I, ain't for me, bro. That's why I'm at too because the issue I've had with working jobs this year is with, you know, I was telling you earlier with being pregnant, I don't sleep. Yes. And even people tell me, well, well, try working from home. That ain't worked out for me either because, you know, it's like they want me to log on 8 o'clock in the morning. Right. I don't go to sleep till six, f- 5, 6 o'clock. 
And now I'm waking up 9.15. Y'all wondering why am I late? And it's like, and the thing is, it's like, and I had that issue with multiple jobs um, this year. I worked, what, two jobs this year? Yeah, it was two jobs. I worked a second one. Yeah, it was two jobs I worked this year. And the um, work from home job, it was like they were a little less understanding because, you know, you're just a voice to them. You ain't even a body because they don't see you. Mm -hmm. They don't know you. I mean, you do the Zoom chat and everything, but it's like, you know, they don't personally know you like you you would on a regular job. So um, I explained to them, you know, they were like, hey, we got a problem with your attendance. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, like I'm, I'm what, five, six months pregnant at the time. I, um, I can't sleep. I don't get any sleep. They didn't, there was no, okay, well, we'll put you on a later shift. There was none of that. They're like, okay, well, we just need you to work on your attendance. Manager was like, oh, well, I, I wouldn't really understand. I ain't never had kids. I've never been pregnant, so I wouldn't. Okay, so, yeah, you don't understand because you don't know what I'm going through. Number two, you, you know, if you knew me, if you were sitting in person, sitting in front of me, you would actually be able to, sympath- not, I guess, sympathize, empathize with me or be a little more understanding. But I feel like it ain't even about, like, whether or not you've ever had kids or been pregnant or none of that. Like, it's... Well, my grandma always say common sense ain't always yeah. common, but that's common sense. Like if I'm if I'm telling I'm pregnant, I'm I'm sick, things ain't working out. You feel me? Like, yeah. but some jobs don't care. That's but what, you know what? But you gotta find your passion though. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I feel. Like that's how you jump out there. You gotta you gotta figure out what you're passionate about yeah. and go for that shit. Like full force that's yeah and that was the last job i worked like i think uh, and then they told me hey if you need to take off early on certain days let us know yeah let us and, know yeah. so we can get ready to fire you right <laughs> and that's pretty much what it was <laughs> for real that's what it was they were like let us know you could take off early especially on our slow days because weekends I, what i was doing i was um doing emergency rental assistance for another state so people will call in and i help them with the application and right. stuff so they were like okay um because weekends was really slow so I think um, that weekend my sister um, had an event because she does um, talent management and stuff too. So she had an event and I was going to go to that. So I went ahead and told him, I said, I'm going to get off early because y'all told me if I need to get off early, just let y'all know. It's a slow weekend. We only get about three calls on a Sunday. I said, I was going to go. I get a call the next day from my recruiter talking about something. Oh, yeah, they said they don't really need you there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. And I've decided then, like, I, I know I should be working another job. I'm just for a consistent check. I'm thinking about it, but I'm at a point now. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm telling you, find your passion. Yeah. But then also, you have to understand, even like when you start off, you you gonna be slow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying you're not gonna really make the money that you're expecting. Like when I first started off doing here, I think I had like three clients a month. A month. Really? A month. You feel me? And I was working from home. Like, yeah. it was just like, mm-mm, this ain't working. But it worked out. I'm the best now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you just got to keep at that shit, whatever it is. I don't care. Like, you know, everybody be cooking and all that stuff. But I do hair. Oh, this is another thing I feel, too. When it comes to making money and why I quit my jobs with an S. Because... To me, I feel like working on somebody's job means that you're telling me that I can only master this right here. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yep. But ever since I stepped out, it's like, all right, I'm going to continue to master any and everything I come across. Yep. I do hair. I make jewelry. I make body oils. I grow vegetables. Mm-hmm. I do this. I do that because I can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
because nobody's going to tell me that I can't. Listen, that's exactly why I quit the other job I had um, before I started that work-from-home job. It was pretty much like I had an issue with the fact that they put me, and I was working at a call center, they put me in a program, and it was it was pretty much dead end. And I'm like, okay, can y'all train me in something else? They trained me in something just to shut me up and threw me back in the same program. Oh, One, no. Listen, how I ended up quitting, I ain't say nothing. I went to work. They think they fired me, but I went to lunch and didn't come back. So mm-hmm. I was like, nah, because I said, this program y'all got me in is a mental prison. Like, we supposed to be calling people. They not answering the phone because it shows up as a spam risk. And this other program y'all trained me in, y'all telling me, oh, I did really good in that, so why am I not working in this program? All right, so then that goes back to what we was talking about boundaries exactly knowing your own boundaries right and i'm knowing what you will and will not deal with y'all complaining about me falling asleep at my (laughs) desk and talking about i'm doing too much i keep getting up because i'm bored (laughs) so you got adhd low-key it it, it ain't even adhd (laughs) this job that job was like you gotta be really lazy to like that job really lazy you have to be one and of i'm people. a hands-on person i yeah. like to do things so i can't mm-mm. yeah I, I couldn't it was more like you know it was just it's one of those jobs where you have to be lazy you have to be one of those people who doesn't like to do anything i mean it's like i i get out of bed for this i told myself y'all got me getting out of my bed for this mm-mm. like no that's I ain't to, uh-uh. <laughs> and that's another thing i got tired of with jobs is getting up and being on somebody else's time mm-hmm. being there because somebody else want me to be there mm-hmm. i'm like nah you got to be there on time. The the, the, the supervisors and the managers mm-hmm. and everybody, they late. And y'all expect me to be here. I'm like, nah, we good. And then it's like, when I was working, it's just, I don't know. Another issue, like, my sister was telling me the issue she has with setting boundaries on jobs was, because she's, you know, working for herself now too, but the issue she had was she felt like when people get too comfortable, they talk to her in your kind of way. On the job? Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of I kind of get that, I understand that when they get comfortable with you, right? It's like I had a boss who she had an abrasive personality, so she would say stuff and it would be really blunt, or people would take it the wrong way. People told her, you know, she can be bitchy, but I think working there for a long time, I learned to ignore her, ignore what she was saying. But then it was certain things she said that made me ready to leave. I'm like, no, you can't. You're not going to sit here talking to me like that. And I'm coming in here working doubles. Y'all call me on my days off. Y'all call me on the days I request off. Yeah. So I was like, no. I, I, had a, a, I have a, um, a home girl. Like, for as long as I've known her, well, we've known each other since we was 14. But in our adult years, she's always worked two jobs. Even now, she worked two jobs, you know? And, like, that's my dog. And I have to tell her sometimes, like, listen, stop letting the people call you. Mm-hmm. You off today, bro. Like, I'll call her and be like, you off tomorrow? And she'd be like, yeah, but I'm thinking about, no, you're off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If they call you, don't answer the phone. Like, they're going to keep calling you because yeah. you're letting them call you. Every time you every time they call, you answering, you yeah. coming in. You feel me? Like, you got kids, you need rest, you need, yeah, yeah. You know? It'll take a toll on your body. It really will. Like, them jobs, it's, and at some point you start to feel like, you know, that you want a ball and chain, mm-hmm. you know, like, because right. they paying you, you know, like, be, because they paying you, now you feel like, oh, well, they giving me money, so I gotta go here and do it. Right. You can get money anywhere. Anybody can give you money. Shoot, go stand out there in the middle of Tanger Outlet in the parking lot with a sign, they'll give you some money. 
Start your own business. You can get that money. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm glad I started my whole. I got. I know it seems like I, I got different businesses, but I got the whole production thing by Major Productions, which is where um you know different artists. I manage different artists. I got this podcast under it. Then I got um my photography, and now I got. I mean, um, yeah, because I remember when you um when you was working for somebody doing that photography, uh-huh. and I was like, why you don't do your own? Yeah, I remember that. That was like what three years ago. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, crazy. now I'm doing it myself. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. That's and that was the photography company. Like the manager for that. Matter of fact, someone told me um you know that so many people don't quit. And they because of that manager, like mm. she talked to people in the old kind of way. Yeah, well, you she know? gotta take her own pictures. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna have to do, cause yeah, she got disrespectful. She had the nerve to. It bothered me because, first of all, you sat there next to me. I told you I'm not feeling good today. You sit here watching me print out these pictures. You asking me, oh, how many pictures you got? What kind of frames you taking out there? Oh, did you do this? Did you do that? We talking about these pictures you see me printing. And I told you I don't feel good. You handed me the ball live profit. Now I'm mad. And, and this is what made me mad. The next day, she called my phone. And she's all, why didn't you take any pictures? Oh, no, first of all. What you mean? Okay, so pretty much at the end of the day in the report, keep in mind, I told her I wasn't feeling good. In my report... I mistyped something, so I put zero instead of the number of pictures I actually took. Right. You didn't ask me why did I make this mistake or what happened in my report. You asked me why I didn't take pictures as if I you just assumed I didn't take anything. But you were sitting right here. How did I not take pictures when you were sitting right here? What, what you thought I was printing? Birthday invitations or something? <laughs> like, you sitting right here. And then it's like I explained to her it was a mistake. Well, I'm trying to understand what you don't understand because I know you're smart. Not our color, right? No. All right, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It'd be the white people, too. But if, if I said something to her. Now, you if you said something to her, then you ignorant. Mm-hmm. If you and said something to her, her, you the black woman that's attacking her. That's what I'm saying. The thing about setting boundaries in workplaces, like, for, for people who don't know how to do that, how do we tell them to go about doing that? Well, um... I don't know. That's hard for me because, like, I'm a very blunt person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, I'm a cancer, so. I said just do it anyway. I, that's what I'm saying. I just, <laughs> just if, if anyway. I could, me, I'm the type, like, all right, so if I feel some type of way, like, yeah. it's going to boil inside of me until mm-hmm. I literally tell you how I feel. It could be the smallest thing, but I got to tell you how I feel. If mm-hmm. I don't, it bothers me. It feel like I'm lying to myself. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I say just, like, go for it. <laughs> what they what, what's the worst that can happen? You know, fire, yeah, <laughs> shoot, yeah. That's all. I just, I just, I, I, I ain't even. I, I mean, but I'm, would you really think about this? Would you rather continue to be disrespected or get fired? Right. Like, would you rather continue to be disrespected or tell this person how you feel and then? Right. And I think some people have that mentality. I know people who have the mentality of, well, you know, that's how you pay your bills, so you got to tolerate stuff. That I don't got to tolerate nothing. No, nah, you don't. Money out here. Yeah, especially when it's like you know where your skill's at. And when you at the end of the day, you got to realize these companies need you. Mm-hmm. They need you to make their money, you know? So, 
Yeah, that's, that's where I kind of, I, I didn't say anything at that time. I was like, you know what, I'm going to just find another job. And I did find another job. I only worked that job. This is when I was like, after I left that job, I think I, I really started feeling like I need to start doing stuff for myself, but I wanted to keep a consistent paycheck. Right. So I was working for a marketing company um, that had me in the stores, like, you know, you know the people like in Walmart trying to sell you cable and shit? Yeah, man. Yeah, so that's pretty much what I had to do, too. I was like, and it wasn't working. It's like, the, with the store they put me in, first of all, they put me in BJ's. <laughs> you know, PJ's is a membership, so everybody who come in there, they heard this already. It ain't like you got new people coming in, you know. I'm like, why y'all ain't put me in Target? We, they set up a Target, y'all could have put me there. Nah, they put me in BJ's, and it was just, I worked there for a week. But see, this is the thing, too, like, with with starting your own whatever. It's it's hard, well, for me, personally, it would I felt that it would have been hard for me to be a full-time business owner, mm-hmm. full-time mom, full-time wife. My kids and my husband at the time all played sports, so mm-hmm. I got to be that, that mom. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it was like, I could not, I knew I couldn't work on somebody's job mm-hmm. <laughs> and do all of this at the same time. It was yeah. just like, I knew I had to grind while I could in the in-between of being mommy and wifey and... Yeah. I thought about that too. Yeah, like, cause it's like, how can, how how do you how do you devote your time, all of your you, yeah, to your business and work for somebody else's business at the same time? Mm-hmm. Like, how? I mean, it was a good way to learn business, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I learned a lot with um different people dealing with different types of personalities as far as customers go. Mm-hmm. I learned um how companies manage money and all this stuff that would I could take different things into my own business, but yeah. And it also, it's like, it took so much time away from me spending time with people, you mm-hmm. know. And it's like, yeah, it was just, I'm glad I, I'm glad I, I left. I'm glad I did start doing my own thing. Good. I'm yeah. glad you did, too, because I remember you talking about it. I was. I, I was re- talking for the longest. I was like, I'm going right to do it. on my couch. Uh-huh. And I'm just sitting there smoking the blunt, like, you just need to go ahead and just, you know, step out on your own. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, though. I I was, it was, I was so shy, bro. Like, you were so shy talking about it. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm, you know, I want to step out, but I'm just going to stay with the company for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I was. Uh I think I quit, no, I quit last year. Really? Yeah, last year, December. You worked that much. Yeah. Longer. That was like what another year, <laughs> two years, two yeah. years. Because that was eighteen when we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yep, another two years. I gave them. A... Matter of fact, two thousand eighteen is when I started working with them. Right. I started. Like, yeah, because you were telling me like, because I didn't understand like why do you have to go around taking pictures? Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, and that's the thing. Like, I was taking pictures of people who didn't want their picture taken. That's what you were saying who, back you know, then too. You was like, these people don't be wanting. They don't. Take. They don't come when they come there. <laughs> They don't even know they're about to take a picture. Right. You know, you come. they come there and they, they say, oh, we're going to get on a boat ride, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, that then was they, Yeah, then they're looking at you like, oh, you're just the camera girl. And then they, they, then they don't know what boat they're getting on. Right. They don't know where they're going. I'm the only person that knows anything out here. And y'all blowing me off. Now I'm watching you get on the wrong boat because you don't want to talk to me because you see a camera. So It's like, one, yeah. you see a camera, and two, you see that I'm black. Yeah, yeah. And they're like... Oh, you're just a camera girl. Oh, we're, we're, I'm trying to find a boat. Well, your boat is going that way because you didn't want to stand here and talk to me. So, yeah. And then it's like, 
and what also made me realize something recently was beginning of this month I had a um a gig at um I think this lady she sells like hair products and cosmetics and stuff and she was doing a recruiting event Mm -hmm. so she what she had me out there for was to um for her current staff and anybody who was joining they could get business headshots so that's what I did for her. Okay. And I charged everybody $35 headshot. All right. Okay, so she had... Now, I didn't make as much as I planned to make because not everybody wanted a headshot, of course. She had about 200 people out there, you know? And it's like, I only worked for two hours. And I think we made... Because I took my little brother with me. I think we made, like, over $400. And that's good. In two hours. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And the money like, is out there. Yeah, and I thought about that. And I thought about the photography job I was working at. In two hours, I made $26. <laughs> and it's like... Yeah. It's crazy because I was working at tourist attractions. So, at the Yorktown up in Mount Pleasant. Right, yeah. In two hours, I'm taking pictures of about 300 people. Okay. And I'm only getting $26. Meanwhile, no. working for myself in two hours, we made $400 taking pictures of, like, 13 people. It wasn't even everybody. Yeah. Mm-mm. So I'm like, that's, that's a, yeah. Them jobs be a scam. Yeah. <laughs> jobs, they, they're good for some people, you know. So yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not against jobs. I'm just saying for people like me. It's, it's when you when you think about this and you know what you want. Yeah, like, you know? nah, I can't. I, I had can't. to tell my little brother, because I took my little brother with me. He's in school right now for film. And I told him, I talked to him when he was in high school talking about film. I said, you know what? I said, um, you know, you could, you, you, you could be doing this, you could be doing that on your own once you learn the skills. Oh, no, I'm going to just work for a company and they can tell me what movies to make and stuff. da 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 I said, all right, we're going to have this conversation again next year after your first semester. Sure enough, he told me, I got to come up with a name for my business. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Now you motivated. Yeah. Now you realize, like, it's money out here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's it's, get this. I know. encourage anybody to, like, get their own shit. Yep. Because it's like, think about it, the, the job or the company that you're working for, somebody started that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, one person decided, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to start. This is my business. Motherfuckers, this is going to work for me. You yeah. know? Yep. So you decide, and then it's like, it's it's just, I mean, everybody, somebody got to work for somebody out here. So we all can't be. But then it's like, all right, I get that too. However, like, all right, so I'm opening a, shop a, mm-hmm. a, a shop like right now I'm it's my business but I'm inside somebody else's shop mm-hmm. so I'm opening my own shop I've had a couple of, I got a, a few people on my team who've asked me like can I come work for you me and because I'm so like everybody gonna eat y'all ain't working for me you know what I'm saying we working in this building yeah. yes it's my business yes you work in the building but you don't work for me you work for yourself mm-hmm. you make your own money you pay your way, right? But you make your own money. You don't work for me. Right. I don't want nobody to feel like they work for me, right? You feel me? Because no, nah, I'm not your boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I nah. feel that. I feel that. We gonna have uh, a res- here. We go boundaries and respect and all that shit. But I ain't. I ain't trying to be nobody boss, right? You know. Yeah. Um. So, what advice do you have for people who want to start their own business, but they just they're not confident about it? Well, confidence is key. <clears throat> Excuse me. It definitely is. Like, 
And another thing, I am really, really, really big into spirituality and the power of manifestation. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to speak that shit. You feel me? You got to speak it and you got to believe it when you speak it. Right. Because, prime example, um, a few weeks ago, I was like, man, man, I don't got no money. <laughs> I'm broke. I got like $100. At the time, I needed like $3,000. Mm-hmm. I made that 3000 in what? I, I, st- I worked Tuesday of, from Tuesday of one week until Saturday of the following week. Mm-hmm. That's $3,000 for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think I did about 34 heads, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you have to, you you got to speak it, believe it, and go for that shit. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Like I said, confidence is key because if you're not, all right, I got another girl who messaged me. She's going to be one of the ones that's on my team when it comes to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She, she asked me to mentor her when it comes down to doing this hair. Mm-hmm. Cool. I went through her Facebook page, went through her pictures and all that stuff. Literally, there is no pictures of her work at all. Well, wow. she she has one picture. I think it might be her child or her little brother or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's to me, it's nice work for somebody who just starting off. Right. But she got a lot of pictures, like flyers that say, "Hey, book with me, appointments right. available." Right. Show nobody what you're doing. Right. So I'm telling her, like, listen, because I had to learn this on my own. You mm-hmm. gotta post your work. Yeah. You gotta even though even if you don't think you like it, even mm-hmm. if somebody like it, somebody looking, somebody always listening, somebody always asking, somebody right. always. Th- we we in a time where everything is about social media. So mm-hmm. There's always going to be mentions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. you, you have to step out. And you also and gotta, f- yeah. And you also gotta find like when it comes to industries like, um, like you know, hair and beauty and stuff. There's, um, because I do marketing, so that's another thing I do. I do marketing as well. So it's like you also can find places where you can help get your name out there more, like contact these models. Right. And these social media, these people who are like really big social media influencers, mm-hmm. do their hair. They tag you in the picture. Oh, Omega did my hair. You and, know? and then for anybody that's like trying to, well, I just got it. I keep referencing hair because that's, that's what, what you I know. love. Yeah, that's you know what, what you know. Saying? Yeah, yeah. But like for me, like I've learned, like you got to do free hairstyles sometimes. Mm-hmm. You got to be like, hey, I'm looking for, like you said, looking for a model. It don't even got to be nobody like on social media. It could just be somebody. That you know. Yeah. Like, just, hey, come in, let me do your hair. Such and such and such. Even if you don't know them, let me do your hair. Yep. Give them a card. Send me some people. Yeah. And that's another thing. I always, like, if I get somebody new, whether they're new clients or old clients, I still always say, send me some people. Mm-hmm. Send me three people. Yeah. Send me two people. Whatever. I know you got cousins or, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Like, always put yourself out there, like. You might not be a walking billboard, but you are your business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's what I do. I think when I um when I finally started taking my photography seriously, I think it took like three people and I did gave them like free photo shoots. Yeah. So I said, Let me put this in my portfolio and then after that, you know, it was up from there. I was like, Okay, to have people um hit me up and they're like, Oh, well, I need business headshots, I need this, mm-hmm. you know, I do now I do um real estate, um, portrait and event. See, yeah, that's so yeah, money. That's yeah. money. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and always you gotta always be willing to uh, elevate mm-hmm. in the business. Like always be willing to learn new shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Always be willing to like take in. Like don't I ain't saying take in like everything that somebody everybody's telling you, but mm-hmm. pick out what you need. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. And run with that shit. 
That's and that's the thing a lot of people don't do. They get so cocky with how good they are. They feel like there's nothing else they can learn. That I uh-uh. always want to know. Yeah, I'm always on all these people on Instagram. Yep, yep. Let me see. Let it's me like, see what they got. Yeah, and see, I'm a visual learner, so like I can look at a picture or a video and mm-hmm. I can see that this is how they did this style. Let me go recreate that real quick. You feel me? Yeah. Like you gotta always want to better yourself. Right, right. And, and not even just in business, like in life. You feel me? You gotta better yourself in life in order for your business to be better. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. So, so before we close out, you want to promote your business real quick? Tell everybody where to follow you at. Hi, hi. So yes, it's your girl Omega. Um, on Facebook, you can follow me Omega Jones. Um, my business page is The Lock Shop. That's T H A L O C S H O P. Instagram is also The Lock Shop, but it's underscore in between each word. Follow me on Twitter. You can follow me like everywhere. Everywhere there's social media. Snapchat, follow me, um, Queen O Divine, uh, or O Divine 420 Queen, anything. Like, I'm right. yeah. And y'all know, um, follow me at Paris Digital 100. Follow Vibe Major 843. Also, follow the podcast Too Real for Radio. Um, thanks, y'all, for listening. Make sure y'all subscribe if you are not subscribed yet. Follow, comment, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, y'all keep it real. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.